Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Abiding in Him podcast. This is Christina, and we are on week 13, day four of our Bible reading plan. Today, we will be finishing the book of Joshua and starting the book of Judges. So without further ado, here we go. Joshua chapter 24, review of Israel's history. Joshua assembled all the tribes of Israel at Shechem and summoned all Israel's elders, leaders, judges, and officers, and they presented themselves before God. Joshua said to all the people, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Long ago your ancestors, including Terah, the father of Abraham, and Nahor, lived beyond the Euphrates River and worshipped other gods. But I took your father Abraham from the region beyond the Euphrates River, led him throughout the land of Canaan, and multiplied his descendants. I gave him Isaac, and to Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau. I gave the hill country of Seir to Esau as a possession. But Jacob and his sons went down to Egypt. And then I sent Moses and Aaron. I plagued Egypt by what I did there, and afterwards I brought you out. When I brought your fathers out of Egypt, and you reached the Red Sea, the Egyptians pursued your fathers with chariots and horsemen as far as the sea. Your fathers cried out to the Lord, so he put darkness between you and the Egyptians, and brought the sea over them, engulfing them. Your own eyes saw what I did to Egypt. After that, you lived in the wilderness a long time. Later, I brought you to the land of the Amorites, who lived beyond the Jordan. They fought against you, but I handed them over to you. You possessed their land, and I annihilated them before you. Balak, son of Zippor, king of Moab, set out to fight against Israel. He sent for Balaam, son of Beor, to curse you, but I would not listen to Balaam. Instead, he repeatedly blessed you, and I delivered you from his hand. You then crossed the Jordan and came to Jericho. The people of Jericho, as well as the Amorites, Perizzites, Canaanites, Hittites, Girgashites, Hivites, and Jebusites, fought against you, but I handed them over to you. I sent the hornet ahead of you, and it drove out the two Amorite kings before you. It was not by your sword or bow. I gave you a land you did not labor for, and cities you did not build, though you live in them. You were eating from vineyards and olive groves you did not plant. The Covenant Renewal Therefore, fear the Lord and worship Him in sincerity and truth. Get rid of the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and worship the Lord. But if it doesn't please you to worship the Lord, choose for yourselves today the one you will worship, the gods your fathers worshipped beyond the Euphrates River, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. As for me and my family, we will worship the Lord. The people replied, We will certainly not abandon the Lord to worship other gods. For the Lord our God brought us and our fathers out of the land of Egypt, the place of slavery, and performed these great signs before our eyes. He also protected us all along the way we went and among all the peoples whose lands we traveled through. The Lord drove out before us all the peoples, including the Amorites who lived in the land. We too will worship the Lord because he is our God. But Joshua told the people, You will not be able to worship the Lord because he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not remove your transgressions and sins. If you abandon the Lord and worship foreign gods, he will turn against you, harm you, and completely destroy you after he has been good to you. No, the people answered Joshua, we will worship the Lord. Joshua then told the people, 
you are witnesses against yourselves that you yourselves have chosen to worship the Lord. We are witnesses, they said. Then get rid of the foreign gods that are among you and offer your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. So the people said to Joshua, We will worship the Lord our God and obey him. On that day, Joshua made a covenant for the people at Shechem and established a statue and an ordinance for them. Joshua recorded these things in the book of the law of God. He also took a large stone and set it up there under the oak next to the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said to all the people, You see this stone? It will be a witness against us, for it has heard all the words the Lord has said to us, and it will be a witness against you, so that you will not deny your God. Then Joshua sent the people away, each to his own inheritance. Burial of Three Leaders After these things, the Lord's servant, Joshua, son of Nun, died at the age of 110. They buried him in his allotted territory at Timnath Sarah, in the hill country of Ephraim, north of Mount Gaash. Israel worshipped the Lord throughout Joshua's lifetime and during the lifetimes of the elders who outlived Joshua and who had experienced all the works the Lord had done for Israel. Joshua's bones, which the Israelites had brought up from Egypt, were buried at Shechem in the parcel of land Jacob had purchased from the sons of Hamor, Shechem's father, for 100 kesitas. It was an inheritance for Joseph's descendants. And Eleazar, son of Aaron, died, and they buried him at Gibeah, which had been given to his son Phinehas in the hill country of Ephraim. Judges chapter 1 Judah's Leadership Against the Canaanites After the death of Joshua, the Israelites inquired of the Lord, Who will be the first to fight for us against the Canaanites? The Lord answered, Judah is to go. I have handed the land over to him. Judah said to his brother Simeon, Come with me to my territory and let us fight against the Canaanites. I will also go with you to your territory. So Simeon went with him. When Judah attacked, the Lord handed the Canaanites and Perizzites over to them. They struck down 10,000 men in Bezek. They found Adonai Bezek in Bezek, fought against him, and struck down the Canaanites and Perizzites. When Adonai Bezek fled, they pursued him, seized him, and cut off his thumbs and big toes. Adonai Bezek said, Seventy kings with their thumbs and big toes cut off, used to pick up scraps under my table. God has repaid me for what I have done. They brought him to Jerusalem, and he died there. The men of Judah fought against Jerusalem and captured it. They put the city to the sword and set it on fire. Afterwards, the men of Judah marched down to fight against the Canaanites, who were living in the hill country, the Negev, and the Judean foothills. Judah also marched against the Canaanites, who were living in Hebron, Hebron was formerly named Kiriath Arba. They struck down Sheshai, Ahiman, and Talmai. From there they marched against the residents of Debir. Debir was formerly named Kiriath Saphir. Caleb said, Whoever strikes down and captures Kiriath Saphir, I will give my daughter Aksa to him as a wife. So Othniel, son of Kenaz, Caleb's youngest brother, captured it, and Caleb gave his daughter Aksa to him as his wife. 
When she arrived, she persuaded Othniel to ask her father for a field. As she got off her donkey, Caleb asked her, What do you want? She answered him, Give me a blessing. Since you have given me the land in the Negev, give me springs of water also. So Caleb gave her both the upper and lower springs. The descendants of the Kenite, Moses' father-in-law, had gone up with the men of Judah from the city of Palms to the wilderness of Judah, which was in the Negev of Arad. They went to live among the people. Judah went with his brother Simeon, struck the Canaanites who were living in Zephath, and completely destroyed the town. So they named the town Hormah. Judah captured Gaza and its territory, Ashkelon and its territory, and Ekron and its territory. The Lord was with Judah and enabled them to take possession of the hill country, but they could not drive out the people who were living in the valley because those people had iron chariots. Judah gave Hebron to Caleb, just as Moses had promised. Then Caleb drove out the three sons of Anak who lived there. Benjamin's Failure At the same time, the Benjamites, the Benjaminites did not drive out the Jebusites who were living in Jerusalem. The Jebusites have lived among the Benjaminites in Jerusalem to this day. Success of the House of Joseph The house of Joseph also attacked Bethel, and the Lord was with them. They sent spies to Bethel. The town was formerly named Luz. The spies saw a man coming out of the town and said to him, Please show us how to get into town and we will treat you well. When he showed them the way into town, they put the town to the sword, but released the man and his entire family. Then the man went to the land of the Hittites, built a town, and named it Luz. That is its name to this day. Failure of the Other Tribes at that time, Manasseh failed to take possession of Bethshean and its villages, or Tanak and its villages, or the residents of Dor and its villages, or the residents of Ibliam and its villages, or the residents of Megiddo and its villages. But the Canaanites refused to leave this land. When Israel became stronger, they made the Canaanites serve as forced labor, but never drove them out completely. At that time, Ephraim failed to drive out the Canaanites who were living in Gezer, so the Canaanites have lived among them in Gezer. Zebulun failed to drive out the residents of Kitron or the residents of Nahalal, so the Canaanites lived among them and served as forced labor. Asher failed to drive out the residents of Akko or of Sidon or Alab, Akzib, Helba, Aphek or Rehob. The Asherites lived among the Canaanites who were living in the land because they failed to drive them out. Naphtali did not drive out the residents of Beth Shemesh or the residents of Beth Anath. They lived among the Canaanites who were living in the land, but the residents of Beth Shemesh and the Beth Anath served as their forced labor. The Amorites forced the Danites into the hill country and did not allow them to go down into the valley. The Amorites refused to leave Harhares, Ajalon, and Shealbam. When the house of Joseph got the upper hand, the Amorites were made to serve as forced labor. The territory of the Amorites extended from the ascent of Akrabim, that is from Selah upward. Judges chapter 2. Pattern of Sin and Judgment. The angel of the Lord went up from Gilgal to Bachim and said, I brought you out of Egypt and led you into the land I had promised to your fathers. I also said, I will never break my covenant with you. 
You are not to make a covenant with the people who are living in this land, and you are to tear down their altars. But you have not obeyed me. What is this you have done? Therefore I now say, I will not drive out these people before you. They will be thorns in your sides, and their gods will be a trap to you. When the angel of the Lord had spoken these words to all the Israelites, the people wept loudly. So they named that place Bachim and offered sacrifices there to the Lord. Joshua's Death Joshua sent the people away, and the Israelites went to take possession of the land, each to his own inheritance. The people worshipped the Lord throughout Joshua's lifetime and during the lifetimes of the elders who outlived Joshua. They had seen all the Lord's great works he had done for Israel. Joshua, son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at age of 110. They buried him in the territory of his inheritance in timnath Heres, in the hill country of Ephraim, north of Mount Gaash. That whole generation was also gathered to their ancestors. After them, another generation rose up who did not know the Lord or the works he had done for Israel. The Israelites did what was evil in the Lord's sight. They worshipped the Baals and abandoned the Lord, the God of their fathers, who had brought them out of Egypt. They went after other gods from the surrounding peoples and bowed down to them. They infuriated the Lord, for they abandoned him and worshipped Baal and the Ashtaroths. Sorry, turning the page. The Lord's anger burned against Israel, and he handed them over to marauders who raided them. He sold them to the enemies around them so that they could no longer resist their enemies. Whenever the Israelites went out, the Lord was against them and brought disaster on them, just as he had promised and sworn to them. So they suffered greatly. The Lord raised up judges who saved them from the power of their marauders, but they did not listen to their judges. Instead, they prostituted themselves with other gods, bowing down to them. They quickly turned from the way of their fathers, who had walked in obedience to the Lord's commands. They did not do as their fathers did. Whenever the Lord raised up a judge for the Israelites, the Lord was with him and saved the people from the power of their enemies while the judge was still alive. The Lord was moved to pity whenever they groaned because of those who were oppressing and afflicting them. Whenever the judge died, the Israelites would act even more corruptly than their fathers, going after other gods to worship and bow down to them. They did not turn from their evil practices or their obstinate ways. The Lord's anger burned against Israel, and he declared, Because this nation has violated my covenant that I made with their fathers and disobeyed me, I will no longer drive out before them any of the nations Joshua left when he died. I did this to test Israel and to see whether they would keep the Lord's way by walking in it, as their fathers had. The Lord left these nations and did not drive them out immediately. He did not hand them over to Joshua. Judges chapter 3. The Lord tests Israel. These are the nations the Lord left in order to test Israel, since none of these Israelites had fought in any of the wars with Canaan. This was to teach the future generations of the Israelites how to fight in battle, especially those who had not fought before. These nations included the five rulers of the Philistines, sorry, of the Philistines, and all of the Canaanites, the Sidonians, and the Hivites who lived in the Lebanese mountains from the Mount Baal Hermon as far as the entrance to Hamath. The Lord left them to test Israel, to determine if they would keep the Lord's commands he had given their fathers through Moses. 
but they settled among the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Parasites, Hivites, and Jebusites. The Israelites took their daughters as wives for themselves, gave their own daughters to their sons, and worshipped other gods. Othniel, the first judge. The Israelites did what was evil in the Lord's sight. They forgot the Lord their God and worshipped the Baals and Asherahs. The Lord's anger burned against Israel, and he sold them to Cushan Rishathaim, king of Aram of the two rivers, and the Israelites served him eight years. The Israelites cried out to the Lord. So the Lord raised up Othniel, son of Kenaz, Caleb's youngest brother, as a deliverer to save the Israelites. The Spirit of the Lord was on him, and he judged Israel. Othniel went out to battle, and the Lord handed him over Cushan Rishathaim, king of Aram, to him, so that Othniel overpowered him. Then the land was peaceful forty years, and Othniel, son of Kenaz, died. Ahud The Israelites again did what was evil in the Lord's sight. He gave Elon, king of Moab, power over Israel because they had done what was evil in the Lord's sight. After Eglon convinced the Ammonites and the Amalekites to join forces with him, he attacked and defeated Israel and took possession of the city of Palms. The Israelites served Eglon, king of Moab, eighteen years. Then the Israelites cried out to the Lord, and he raised up Ahud, son of Gera, a left-handed Benjaminite, as a deliverer for them. The Israelites sent him to Eglon, king of Moab, with the tribute money. Ehud made himself a double-edged sword eighteen inches long. He strapped it to his right thigh under his clothes and brought the tribute to Eglon, king of Moab, who was an extremely fat man. When Ehud had finished presenting the tribute, he dismissed the people who had carried it. At the carved images near Gilgal, he returned and said, King Eglon, I have a secret message for you. The king called for silence and all his attendants left him. Then Ehud approached him while he was sitting alone in his room upstairs where it was cool. Ehud said, I have a word from God for you. And the king stood up from his throne. Ehud reached with his left hand, took the sword from his right thigh, and plunged it into Eglon's belly. Even the handle went in after the blade, and Eglon's fat closed over it, so that Ehud did not withdraw the sword from his belly. And Eglon's insides came out. Ehud escaped by way of the porch, closing and locking the doors of the upstairs room behind him. Ehud was gone when Eglon's servants came in. They looked and found the doors of the upstairs room locked, even though, and thought he was relieving himself in the cool room. The servants waited until they became worried and saw that he had still not opened the doors of the upstairs room. So they took the key and opened the doors, and there was their lord lying dead on the floor. Ehud escaped while the servants waited. He crossed over the Jordan near the carved images and reached Sirah. After he arrived, he sounded the ram's horn throughout the hill country of Ephraim. The Israelites came down with him from the hill country, and he became their leader. He told them, Follow me, because the Lord has handed over your enemies, the Moabites, to you. So they followed him, captured the fords of the Jordan leading to Moab, and did not allow anyone to cross over. At that time, they struck down about 10,000 Moabites, all strong and able-bodied men. Not one of them escaped. Moab became subject to Israel that day, and the land was peaceful 80 years. Shamgar After Ehud 
Shamgar, son of Anath, became judge. He delivered Israel by striking down 600 Philistines with an ox goad. All right, that was our reading for today. We are now in the book of Judges, and we are going to be reading some crazy stories about how the judges, how God uses the judges to free the people of Israel once they turn away from him. And then, okay, it's this whole cycle. So Israel turns away from God and worships idols, and then God allows them to be... um, taken over by another nation and forced into slavery. So then after being in slavery for X number of years, they call out to God and ask for a deliverer. So God appoints a judge who comes through and basically delivers Israel from the nation that is oppressing them. And then Israel is in peace for X number of years and then turns away from God and the whole cycle starts over again. So, um, if we make a practical application, there have been many times in my life when I have been walking with God consistently and then I find slowly but surely that I am turning away from God and worshiping my own flesh or worshiping some kind of idols in my life. And I feel like I'm so distant and far away from God and that it really takes so long for me to get back to a place where I am in good standing with him again. And it, it oftentimes takes a lot of confessing and repenting from sins that I have allowed myself to become desensitized to. So if there's a sin in your life right now that you have turned a blind eye to or just become comfortable with um, because either the culture says it's okay or just because you are not ready to let go of it yet, I would encourage you to just give it up to God. Repent of it, turn away from it, flee from it if you have to, cut it out of your life completely because it's not worth it if it separates you from Sovereign Lord. All right. Well, I hope you all have a wonderful day and I will talk to you tomorrow.